we're going to lift your name higher and higher and higher. Saints of God, you are welcome to the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus said that. Praise the Lord. If you will lift me up. I'm excited to be in the presence of the Most High God. We have a part to play, and then He has a part to play. Our job is to lift Him up, lift Him up with our praise, but also lift Him up with our lives. I mean, the testimonies of our lives. I'm so excited to be in the presence of Jesus, to be at His feet, the highest place on earth. Lift His name. his name we've come to magnify him we've come to adore him because he's been born in our hearts he's been born in the heart of many others and every day he's been reborn in the hearts of many people as they are born again so they see and they enter the kingdom of God according to John chapter 3 a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not, that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The king has been born. He is in our hearts. Every day we, 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 we come to nurture his presence. We come to add to life so that we can grow up also into him. So that Christ will be properly formed in us. Hallelujah. 
That was from John chapter 3 verses 1. John chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. Now if you read 2 Peter chapter 1, I read from verse 16. The Bible says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus. But were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. When we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until. Somebody type until. Say until. Until the day dawn, until the day dawn, and the day star arise in our hearts. That Jesus has been born in the hearts of people. People have been born into the kingdom by the Spirit. It's not the end. It's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning. There is a the day when he must arise. In our hearts the day of his manifestation the day when we come to the place of the, our awareness and consciousness maturity and sonship that is the day he arises in our hearts hallelujah and that is why we are here we want to obtain accurate knowledge sound knowledge of his coming is it necessary to embrace certain traditions as is being embraced as is being practiced by many people from across the world are these really necessary? Are they deserving of our focus? Or there are other important things that we ought to shift our attention and divert our, our focus and energies and resources to. Hallelujah. So even as you join me, let us begin to bless the name of Jesus. Lift his, lift, lift his name higher. Honor him. Adore him. Tell Jesus, Lord, we lift your name. You are wonderful. You are marvelous. You are great. And there is none like you, Jesus. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you glory.
I bless you, Lord, because you are faithful. Because you are faithful. Thank you for enabling us today, oh God. Thank you for provision. Thank you for grace. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. We declare you are worthy. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. We lift you higher. We lift you higher. We lift you up above all. Oh Lord, I enthrone you in this ministry, over this ministry, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name, O Jesus. Honor, thanks, and adoration be to your mighty name. You are wonderful, you are marvelous, you are great, you are excellent. Oh, faithful God, be enthroned. Blessed be your name, in the name of Jesus. You are worthy to receive all our glory, all my honor, all thanks, and adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let your fire, your fire fill this place. Your glory fall upon us, O God. 
Left your voice, left your voice, left your voice, left your heart. This is not a time to be clapping. Lift your voice. Rakapako benanamata, Rika shate, Iparaski balua paya, Mante kabaya, Mante kabaya, Mante kabaya, Imura papaya, Monokoska to benamata, Rika te branches, Ila papaya, Inakoske benimaratata, Edify yourself, Rise higher and higher, Rise higher and higher, Imashe branches, Ila papaya, La papaya, La papaya, Eloko shate manakova. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you're listening to us now, Radoja, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Arada bakoyani na noja daisa. Zaria do shado Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. We want to lift our voice one more time. So, tell God, Lord, illuminate my spirit. Let your glory fall on me. Let the entrance of your word bring light. And let that light consume, take away every darkness in my spirit my soul body the darkness of ignorance the darkness of sickness because the ministration of his word i would say it giveth light hallelujah and that life that light is life the life of man and where there is life there can be no element of death like sickness at work successfully it will not work so when we tell god our lord at the entrance of your word consume darkness let the light of your word consume every darkness consume every darkness in my spirit the ignorance of darkness the ignorance or the darkness 
of ignorance, the darkness of sickness, the darkness of pain. In the name of Jesus Christ, help me tonight. Envelope me with your glory. In the name of Jesus, as I come to a better and more accurate knowledge of you. Oh God, oh God, perfect all things that concern me. In the name of Jesus, as we come to a better, more accurate knowledge of you today. Oh Father, perfect all things that concerns us. In the name of Jesus, let the darkness of ignorance, the darkness of sickness, pain, disappointment, the darkness of wallowing in uncertainties disappear, be swallowed up by the light of your word, the light of life, the light of your glory. In the name of Jesus, Lastly, we want to tell God that Lord take control. Lord, take control over today's service. Speak to us, help us, teach us in the name of Jesus. Let your presence be mighty, your power, your glory. In the name of Jesus, impart grace unto us. Oh God, your presence. Oh God, your glory. Oh God, your power. Oh God, your presence. Oh God, your power. In the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Have your way, take your place, hey, take absolute control, take absolute control in the name of Jesus. Hey, let your power be present to edify, to heal. Hey, Lord, your power be present to edify, hey, to heal, hey, to, to prosper, to perfect all that concerns us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. It's a time with the Lord. 
sitting at his feet, learning of him, drinking from him, to encounter his presence, his power, his glory, his love, his love, his love. We can't draw enough from him. I was says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says God did not send his son. He didn't send forth his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might have life. Somewhere in John chapter 3. The world through him might be saved. So Jesus came for you and I. Jesus came because of you and I. He is a reason we have life. Romans chapter 5 now tells us that I'm sorry Lord for the things I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, all about you, Jesus. When the music fades and all is stripped away, and we simply come, we long just to bring to you, Jesus. Longing just to bring something that's a what what substance of worth are you bringing unto Jesus today? I'll bring you more than a song. The songwriter says, you bring more than a song. Today I bring myself. Don't you know you can said, I'll bring you more than a song. Today, I've brought myself. Today, I've brought myself. Present your life, your bodies, everything about you as living sacrifices unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Our thoughts, thought processes, our minds, all our members. Every day, we come to surrender. And as we surrender, we die. We die. It is us falling at his feet so that we can die. Bible says, except a grain of wheat or corn falls to the ground and dies. The way we die is by daily surrender. When we die to self, we become alive unto him. Hallelujah. And the more we become alive unto him, the more we can touch certain dimensions of his grace, dimensions of his power, dimensions of his, his, his glory. Hallelujah. Romans 5. If you read from the verses 1, the Bible makes us understand that therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access. We have access. Jesus is now our access. Access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, you and I stand, and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. 
It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about him but all of time will not be enough to do that that is why we should long to spend eternity with him where together with the angels we can bow in that harmonious chorus and sing unto him and worship and declare unto him holy 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 are you, Lord God Almighty. The whole earth, the whole heaven is full of your glory. I believe that universal chorus is endless. It echoes beyond time. It echoes in eternity. It echoes in all of eternity from the glorious eternities of the past all the way to the endless infinite glorious eternities of the future it's something we can never ever get tired of bible says the four and twenty elders fall down before him before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever and they cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things you've created all members of burning ones you've created all living things all creations revealing many different aspects of your divinity and your glory different aspects of your power and for thy pleasure they are they are and were created my finances it's not only the angels or the four and twenty elders, even the four beasts. 
fearful as they are, with their six wings, being full of eyes within. Bible says they rest not day and night. They don't rest. All their work is to cry. They are saying. So beloved, sometimes you can adore God in your heart. But one of the proof, the surest proof that you love God is that that adoration, that worship, it proceeds from your mouth in words. Especially in the congregation, holy convocations like this. In the Bible, when you see holy convocation, it's an assembly where you are shut off and cut off from all distractions. So whenever we even use convocation, it means it is a serious and more serious business than we think. I was doing an etymology or a study of the word and I came to understand that the word convocation is deeper than the mere English or anglicized semantic meaning that it conveys. Take all the glory, Jesus. Take all the honor. Take all the honor. Take all the glory. For you deserve it, Jesus. It is yours. Take all the glory. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Take all our honor. Take all the glory. Because it is yours. It is yours. We say it is yours. Take all the glory, Jesus. Take all the honor. Take all the honor. Take all the glory. Because it is yours. It is yours. Oh, it is yours. Take all the glory. Take all the glory. You can take all the praise, oh my God. Take all the glory. It is yours. It is yours. We've made it. We have made it. When it's all about, it's all about you. you, our lives are all about Him. It's all about you. You see, about you. when you fall in love with a woman or a lady, there comes you. that point in time when it seems like everything about your life revolves around that that woman she becomes the fulcrum of almost all your joy and activities that gentleman becomes or that man becomes he becomes a center i'm not saying that you derive all of your joy and happiness from that person because ultimately for the christian jesus in fact god is our source of joy and all pleasure because in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore but you come to that point in a relationship where in a day if you have not heard from them that beloved that 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 wonderful partner for a moment your world halts your world comes to a standstill that is what jesus is supposed to be to us and more your grace has found me just as 
us all for staying shalom people of god i want us to get into today's teaching amen amen oh thank you jesus Yes, sorry, I was trying to rectify the sound issue at my end. Um, sorry about that. All right. So tonight is all about Jesus. I welcome everyone again, everyone once again to fellowship. If you are excited to be in fellowship and ready to drink from Jesus, then I want you to type a big, mighty, heartfelt, thank you, Jesus, into the comment box or the chat box. Amen. Just type that mighty, mighty. Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 All right. Okay, so. Who knows that? Theme for today's encounter. Who knows the theme for today's encounter? Who knows the theme for today's encounter? It is yours. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Why, Brunya? Yeah. How many of us? celebrated christmas if you celebrated christmas put up your hand i'm on the neutral ground in fact matter of fact i don't celebrate christmas before some people begin to think that i don't know what is the issue with the sound today Oh, I only saw one hand. So does it mean that oh, okay you celebrate by you, you, you just didn't you didn't get the best of experience from this year's Christmas. 
All right, all right. So I'm seeing some more people um, telling us they do. Uh, please, <laughs> yeah. Bear with me, okay? I'm trying to work on the sound. I don't know why this is happening all of a sudden. Hallelujah. Wherever you change by your love, empty hand and by. It is yours. It is yours. It is you. Okay. Let's just start. I believe that in the course of time, God is going to help us with the sound. Now, I believe that there is nobody here who is a teenager. Um, we are old enough, as certain we've seen so many, many, many celebrations of this festivity. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is really <laughs> interesting okay so we know that december in which month christmas is celebrated has become a very special time of the year why because of this festivity now like i said earlier if you've been a christian for some time now you probably might have encountered a lot of debates as to whether Christians should celebrate Christmas or not. And if we should celebrate it, how should we celebrate? What should we incorporate or what shouldn't we incorporate into the celebration? You probably might have also encountered people arguing, debating about the origins of Christmas. That it, it probably has pagan roots or origins. You may hear so many things about it, or you might have heard 
so many things about this festivity. Number one, I want to put it on record that Christmas is not a Christian and ordained or commanded Christian feast in the Bible. Number two, it is not a doctrine. That is why I'm not going to dedicate more than a session of this podcast to this teaching. It's just to enlighten us so that we make informed decisions. So that either ways, if you, are, you choose to go to swing to the left of the pendulum or to the right of the pendulum, you know you are doing so with ample information on your hands. You are not just blindly taking size because you've taken hold of a meat you are trying to bite. In fact, a bone you are trying to bite that has a lot of meat on it. Okay? Because Bible says that wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. I think in Isaiah 33, amen. Yes, we will try to address it in a biblical context. So can someone help us with the book of um, Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 20? Just keep posting them for me. I would want minister Aben or David to do that so that there, will be, there wouldn't be too much confusion. All right, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. It is yours. Okay, God bless you. And it came to pass, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of governor of Syria. And it's and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, where is called which is called Bethlehem, sorry, because he was of the house of the lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. The, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. <laughs> and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in, a, in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I'm reading from the verse 8 of Luke chapter 2 now. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Verse 12. And this shall be a sign. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Reading from 15 now. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Please take note of this, this verse very well. Very, very well. And that came with haste, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. 18. And all they that had it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. They wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pawned pondered them in her heart and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen and it was told unto them hallelujah so this is a biblical or the scriptural background to Christians who adopt this festivity as a way of commemorating the birth of Jesus we know the story. We know the story. So, I'll be. I've taken us into the Bible today, as as we've also seen from the Book of Luke. But we are going to try and also uncover some of the history. Amen. We will uncover some of the history behind this festivity so as to make a better sense okay we can be able to balance the findings from both sides of the coin from the biblical perspective and then from the historical perspective and as we proceed in fact let us see let us see a short word of prayer before i i proceed amen oh jesus Father, we thank you for today. We give you praise. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your grace. Help us tonight. Let your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit, touch hearts. Conform every soul to your, your perfect will in this place. We pray that you illuminate every shady gray and darken areas of our understanding in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. We bless you. Amen. Okay. It is yours. So, I want to get into this. I'm just not too happy about the sound. But I know that God will help us. God will help us. It is yours. 
Yeah. When I'm ministering myself, I just prefer capturing the sound for my end. All right. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> this one cannot in any way uh, limit the work of God. This is going to be a one-time teaching, so I want to give the best to it, the very best of everything. Yeah. All right. So let's go. In today's teaching, I'm going to attempt answering several questions in the exposition. Not only would we get to find out whether Christians should celebrate Christmas or not, but we will also find out whether Christ Christmas is rooted in pagan practices. Amen. Amen. And we will also want to find out are christmas trees a form of idolatry was jesus truly born on december 25th as christmas is celebrated we trust that god will help us be able to unravel all of these answers to all of these questions Amen. Now, the exact date of Jesus' birth is unknown. We just read from Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, the verses 1 through 20. And it's clear. Bible says it came to pass in those days. What days? Which days? What times were they? That there went out a decree from Caesar. These were days when Roman, the whole of Rome, governed Israel and all the places, the provinces around them. And Christianity was a national religion. It was instituted as the national religion of Rome. So and, and Catholicism was the chief, the chief faith in those days, the chief, the chiefest denomination in those days. So if you were in Rome or a colony of Rome, if you were Roman or a colony of Rome, then you were to accept their belief systems besides submitting to their rule and authority. Amen. Now, the Bible says these were the days of Caesar Augustus. He issued a decree. And look at the span of his authority that all the world, all the world should be taxed. Luke 2 verse 1. All the world. 
That tells you the span of his authority. So like I said, the exact day and time, the exact date of Jesus' birth is unknown. As the Bible does not give any information regarding the dates of either his conception. We know he was conceived. The angel Gabriel came unto Mary and told Mary, You will take seed. The power of the highest will come upon you and you will give birth to the Messiah. His name shall be Jesus. And testify to her how that her cousin Elizabeth was also with seed. She was six months more pregnant than her. Elizabeth, that is, uh, just to clarify, Elizabeth was six months more pregnant than Mary. Right? That was the story. So we know the story surrounding his divine conception and his divine birth. Amen. But according to some published papers of modern scholarship, a Roman Christian historian, they have his name to be one Sextus Julia Africanus. He lived around the second century AD. He took the pains and calculated Jesus' birth date to be December 25th. Now, just like most scientists, this is a historian, but interestingly, this is the first time I, I, I saw a historian coming out with assumptions, you know, assuming this was that, that it happened at a period or the time of the solar solstice, which we would come to um, identify or look into. He made a number of assumptions about Jesus' birth before arriving on that date. Now, despite the assumptions that were made by his calculation, many people are in Christendom, very, very many people are, came to acknowledge the reality of Jesus' birth and his commemoration. They embraced the date that this Sextus Julius Africanus calculated to be the birth date of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, in this same period, the second century after the death, the, the Romans celebrated two festivals in December during the winter solstice. What is this winter solstice or solstice? Some may call it solstice. Some may call it solstice. What is it? Or what does it mean? It's the day that the North Pole moves or tilts farthest from the sun. It is the farthest from the sun. So, because the North Pole tilts the, the farthest from the sun, it produces the shortest span of daylight in the Northern Hemisphere during that course of the year and that usually falls around 25th like 23rd 4th 5th 6th 
but it is usually just a day. Amen. Now, in pagan Rome, this was preceded by another pagan holiday called Saturnalia, which was a festival in honor of the Roman god Saturn. So this whole thing is very complicated. The reason many Christians don't celebrate is because of its link and connection with the, these pagan festivals that were celebrated at the same time. Many say it's by coincidence and so it's not necessary. But is the celebration of Christmas a necessity? In as much as a historian, a learned colleague, through his scholarship, has managed to, you know, calculate quite effectively, though he had assumptions. There were assumptions he made in order to arrive at his, you know, his desired date. Is it still necessary? Is it still necessary to celebrate this Christmas thing you're talking about? Amen. Now, I've explained the solar, the winter solstice, that it is the darkest day of the when the year the year falls. I've just mentioned Saturnalia. What was Saturnalia? What festivity or feast was it? The moment you hear Saturn. You know, in fact, all the days of the week were named after Roman gods. Mm? Thursday, Thor, Monday, I've forgotten, Wednesday, all of them. Sunday and all of that. Saturnalia was a two-week festival honoring their god of agriculture, Saturn. Amen. Now, the second was the birth of Mithra, their sun god. Mithra was the sun god of the Romans. They celebrated these, on these feasts or festivals on the December 25th. The most disturbing thing for me over here is not the date or the celebration. What is disturbing here is the activities that surrounded that marked the celebration, those things that were associated with the celebration. They would have merriment, feasting, gift giving, which is not too bad. And such things as drunken parties. Drunken parties. Just imagine. <laughs> you party until you are drunk. That one in Ghana, we call it till you drop. Now, like I said, that Christianity became a, a, a national or a state religion in Rome. When Rome made the Christian faith its state religion in the 4th century, that is two centuries after this 
Sextus What's the name? <laughs> the name is one heavy name. Sextus Julius Africanus was able to calculate and discover the time or the and the date of Jesus' birth. That was in the second century, right? Two centuries later, in the fourth century, Christianity became the state religion of Rome. Now the Roman Church decided that as a nation that used to celebrate Saturnalia and then the birth of Mithra, their sun god, Saturnalia in honor of their, their god of agriculture for abundant harvest and you know all of that, not allowing hunger to, to plague the nation and its people. They decided that if we have a new religion this time, then why don't we adopt? the celebrations but this time we celebrate in the light of this new faith which is the christian faith please are you following are you with me so the the roman church substituted the festivals the celebrations with a christian celebration of christmas which this sextus julius africanus was able to calculate according to him to be December 25th. So it came as a perfect replacement. Though coinci very coincidental, it was interestingly coincidental. Very coincidental. And to me, it is still very interesting. So do you see that the Christian faith which has been handed down to us, passed down to us, from many generations is a, a religion that is so accessible today those days to become a christian you should become either a roman or you should submit to their authority because it became like a personal property that is why the fathers of reformation the reforming fathers martin luther and co had to what they had to toil and pay certain prices with their blood and their lives in order to make certain truths available in order to be able to what unearth unto us a whole lot a great deal of information knowledge that the roman state was private to but was sitting on and preventing the masses from having access to those days the bible wasn't so accessible like it is today you may have portions of the scroll even that you should be a public figure a recognized person very very challenging times so now when Christ, when christmas was adapted to replace this uh, saturnalia and then the birth of the celebration of, to in honor of saturnalia and then in order of saturn and mithra they adopted they had to coin a name and don't forget that if you be, if you attended a catholic school like me we were having a, a meeting uh, uh, this morning meetings and sunday services that we call the mass mass is worship okay m-a-s-s -S, mass mass is worship or service or worship service now they decided that 
they were going to have a feast, a celebration, a worship service on this particular day that has been set aside. Initially, that was used to honor other gods and deities, but now has been converted into a Christian holiday. They decided that they were going to conduct or have a worship service as a Roman church to commemorate the death and the resur resurrection of Christ. His birth, his death, and his resurrection. So we know that that is what Mass is about. But who is this Mass, this worship service, being held in honor of? It is being held in honor of Jesus Christ or the Christ. So therefore you now have what? Christ Mass or Christ Mass. Amen. Christ Mass. That is the Mass of Christ. A worship service by the church and by extension the Roman Christians in honor of the birth, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, from what I came across in my studies, I think this is very common. A shorter form, a more condensed and contracted form of the word Christmas began to be used in the early 16th century. That is the 1500s. The early 16th century. You see X mass. I know that a lot of people saying all sort of things about it. That X stands for um, the, the beast, the mark of the beast. And so when you celebrate Christmas, you are celebrating 666 and a whole lot. Well, we will get to find out that before the end of tonight's session. Xmas. So Christmas now became what? Xmas. Xmas. Haha. <laughs> now, that was how did it come about it? It was derived from a Greek alphabet. The Greek in that Greek alphabet, X is the first letter of Christ's name. X is the first letter of Christ's name in the Greek. That is X R I S T O S. I don't know how you are going to pronounce that. Christos or Christos. X R I S T O S. That is how they derived it. X was the first letter of Jesus Christ's name. Okay, you can find that from publications by A Brief History of Christmas by Mindy Haas. Now, let's, let's proceed. Theologically, this celebration has a purpose and the intent to remind Christians of God's gift of a savior to mankind. Luke chapter 2 verse 11. Someone can help us with that. We already read that. We are looking at it in the light of the scriptures, but I'm blending the history with the biblical account so that we can relate okay compare the visit of the wise men or the magi to bethlehem to worship jesus who was a newborn king and to also give him gifts people believe is what has influenced the giving of gifts during christmas but is that so no 
we will get to find out when we begin answering some of the questions that I asked earlier when we started when you started listening to this now this tradition that tradition of giving gifts has contributed a great deal to the secularization of Christmas because you know these days when people are celebrating Christmas you meet a lot of people and the first question they ask you is where is my Christmas gift the focus in fact before they they, they 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 talk about Jesus they would they would need to take something from you they want to receive something first yes that is their mind it's Christmas where's my Christmas gift so if you are not a spiritual Christian you are not very conscious of what Christians have adopted this time or this season of the festivity to be then you would also easily go with the flow and decide to dispense gifts and also join the masses of those who are commercializing the the season buying gifts and a whole lot of things materialism and all the rest amen which people celebrate christmas what time do they celebrate this christmas now the anniversary of the birth of christ and its observance is celebrated by most protestants and by roman catholics on december 25th but but when you go to the eastern orthodox churches they observe it on the january 6th and the armenian church on january 19th yes i was talking to somebody outside of ghana recently and a person told me that they they celebrate their christmas somewhere in january i was surprised <laughs> i i had never heard it before it was my first time hearing that the, their Christmas celebrations extend all the way into January. Not early January, not middle January, like somewhere middle to late January. Very inter- interesting finding. So some of us, if you are you are you are <laughs> tied to the date, thinking that it is a must that it should be on December 25th, then I think that you will find those who are fight who are, who celebrate it on January 19th or others too who celebrate it on January 6th the Armenians the Eastern Orthodox churches who celebrate on January 6th amen now the first mention of the observance of Christmas on December 25th is in a time of Constantine, one of the emperors, the governors of Rome, AD 325. Constantine. He was one of the people who helped restore a lot of things in the Christian faith during his government in Rome, his, his period or his reign in Rome. Now, whether the early Christians thought or observed Christmas, it's not clear. Whether they, they, they thought it, they thought that others should celebrate, or whether they themselves observed it, it's not clear. But I believe that the Bible will not be silent on it for anything. Because the Bible commands us to observe certain feasts. 
the Bible directly commands us to pray. The Bible directly and indirectly commands us to fast. The Bible, the things that matter to God, He gave commandments about loving one another. He says, by these people will know that we are His disciples. So why did Jesus, the man or the God, the God man and the man God, around whom this festivity revolves, why didn't he, by his own authority, somehow, some way, instruct that his birthday be celebrated year after year? During his, his I know that he didn't live for very long. Okay, he started his public ministry at 30. So if you if you were to begin to, you know, teach and, and, and give rules, pertaining to um, doctrines, observations of um, certain festivities, then it would be when he was 30 and he had barely three, a little over three years to, to institute all that he had to institute, all that he came to do. Ratification of the new covenant, abolition of the law, establishment of grace, instructions for the, the birth of the church that the, the, the disciples, the 120 should tarry. He had done all of these things. But for the whole three years, he never for once mentioned per all the books of biblical canon, not one, whether in the synoptics or the gospels or the book of Acts. The book of Acts, we don't see Jesus there, though it mentions in i think Acts chapter 1 verse 4 and 1 verse 5 that before he was ascended or he was taken up he gave commands to his disciples the former treatise have i made all theophilus concerning all that jesus began both to do and to teach after that he was risen up or he was he had risen from the grave jesus gave many commands but not one was concerning the celebration of his birthday hallelujah But once this Sextus Julius Augustus <laughs> Sextus Julius Africanus calculated the date of Jesus' birth to be 25th, aside all his assumptions, and it, it was accepted widely in Rome and by many people, and the whole thing gained grounds. People cease to look away from whether it was commanded in the Bible or not. Once it was introduced, the observance spread throughout Christendom. However, some Christian bodies disapprove of the festival with very solid biblical arguments, just as those who celebrate also have quite a strong seemingly rooted biblical arguments for the celebration amen why do they disapprove of the festival because many customs of pagan origins have become a part of christmas example the christmas tree 
only that because it's been modernized or modified most of it no longer have a hating connotation but have acquired a christian meaning people no longer say the wrong things about the christmas tree as it was and was supposed to be now they say that the christmas tree points upward to god you know the shape of the christmas tree they say it points upward to god and reminds us of god's gifts the fruits that are hanging on the christmas tree and all of that but there are many many things in fact if you want to look at the fruit of the spirit the gift of the spirit then the priestly garment is the best thing to tend to the garment of the priest is the best thing to tend to because at the helm of the garment you see a fruit and a bell a fruit and a bell a fruit and a bell some time ago when i i, I was studying it in the bible and it was an in that the fruits were interspersed between the bell a, 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 a deep spiritual connotation of how that it is impossible to bear the fruit of the spirit without the spirit himself Amen. So people celebrate Christmas. Christians have adopted it and they celebrate it in, in commemoration of the birth of Christ in harmonious keeping with the events surrounding that birth. What were the events? We understand that shepherds came to visit him they came to look at him so they visit one another during this period we understand that the magi or the magi or the wise men three of them they came they presented gifts unto him right gold frankincense and myrrh gold frankincense and myrrh And we can find that, like we read from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20, Matthew 18, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 2, verse 12. Can someone help us with Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, all the way to Matthew chapter 2, verse 12? These are all natural and normal expressions of love and reverence for Jesus Christ according to Christians who celebrate Christmas. Amen. Now, why should godly Christians celebrate Christmas? Well, if you want a reason, I can't give you a solid reason as to why you should celebrate Christmas. All I can say is that the Bible says that whatsoever you do, in word or in deed, do it all unto the Lord. So if Jesus is the center, and you are sure it's not about the commercialization it's not about the eating and drinking the merriment and then the pagan focus then i can say it is not the doctrine jesus didn't teach it jesus didn't command it but you may in a way bring profiting to the kingdom and to your own life amen 2 verse 12 1 verse 18 19 all the way to 2 verse 12 all the verses in between 1 verse 18 to 2 verse 12 
Because understand that God is concerned about profits. He's a businessman. In the parable of the talent, we see that. He wants profiting. He wants that anything that we do should. It has to be to his glory. Amen. So as to the why, this is the reason I can give. Why shouldn't you? Because if, why shouldn't I celebrate Christmas? Because I don't believe. It says, go ye into all the world. It, isn't, it didn't give us a season or a day or a time. It is always. It says, preach the gospel. In fact, in another portion of scripture, it says, be, be, be instant in season and out of season. Do the work, do the work of an evangelist. So it is a timeless instruction, making him known, teaching about Jesus, preaching Jesus, preaching the gospel. It is not limited to a season. You may choose to intensify, you may choose to magnify, you may choose to be more devoted at that in a particular season. But Jesus commands that across the length and breadth of all lunar cycles, of all seasons. We preach about him. We teach about him. Amen. So I believe, why shouldn't I celebrate? It can be an ordinary day for me where I still go about teaching about Jesus, making him known, teaching about his birth, his burial, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I don't need a festivity to do that. Amen. How should godly Christians handle opposing views on Christmas? Well, Bible says, as much as it depends on you. In the book of Hebrews, can someone help us with that scripture? As much as it depends on you, do your best to live in peace with all men. As much as it depends on you. Is it Peter or Hebrews? Amen. And the book of Hebrews says that follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man can see God. Peace with all men and holiness without which no man can see God. So the fact that my brother celebrates and I don't celebrate or my sister celebrates, God bless you, Hebrews 12, 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. If they don't celebrate it, does not make them sorry if they celebrate it and i don't celebrate does not make them my enemy i don't have to fight them i may advise them after assessing their understanding and reason behind that celebration if they have good reasons for which re, for, for which they make it centered around christ and not all the wrong things then fine if they don't i think i'll caution them because it could be that tangent at which they can fly off from the faith i'm going to caution them lovingly amen how if you're celebrating it's unnecessary be materialistic it's unnecessary 
like it was happening in the Church of England in the late 16th century. It was unnecessary. So the Puritans, a very devout form of Christian faith, within the Church of England, they opposed and they banned the celebration of Christmas in both England and America because of the many many you know the riotous nature of it the family-centered celebrate the the some of those things that were associated with it that were not focused on jesus lighting candles ringing of bells and the many de decorations why do, why do you paint your house? Why do you decorate your house? Only when it is Christmas time. Is it that you, you have no money, you have no time apart from Christmas to do that? Amen. I want to answer another question. Are, Christian, are, are Christmas trees associated with paganism? Please, can you help me with Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 1 to 4? As I read Matthew, let me read Matthew, the scriptures you posted earlier. Um, God bless you, Minister David, for helping me with the scriptures. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18. I'm reading to 2, verse 12. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, now I saw some time ago a man saying that Jesus was a black man. I don't doubt that because, in fact, he, he, his color was that of burnished brass. Okay, in fact, like, is it sapphire or so? He is not white. Jesus is not like very black. But the color of earth, red clay, something of that sort. If you do deep studies on this, you will come to understand. The fact that, let me not go too much into that. <laughs> it, it, because this is one of the very fertile grounds for many theological debates. People are still arguing it. Because some races want to claim Jesus for themselves. But it's not true. And not all angels are white. Not all angels are white, as you know, and been seen in pictures. Pray that one day God would grant you encounters. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privately but while he thought on these things behold the angel of the lord appeared unto him in a dream saying joseph thou son of david fear not to take unto thee mary thy wife oh jeez i think that, that that verse has been truncated let me continue and she shall bring forth a son And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, 
which being interpreted is God is with us is God with us verse 24 then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord has bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus the first miracle the first ever miracle where somebody's virginity was broken from within and not without and was it 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 was broken by the power of the holy ghost when she put to birth or she brought forth the messiah now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem said where is he so take note of the tradition of the wise men the wise men and then the gifts bible didn't say they were christians or they were jews or they were people of the faith where is he that is born king of the jews if you want to look at this one we'll not even be able to finish who these wise men wise men were as to how they were able to stargaze and identify the star of jesus christ is another mystery for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him people of god there is a very important demonstration and explanation of worship here that even secular people like these wise men secular people like these magis or mag magicians they understood when they said we have come to worship him see how they worship jesus when herod the king had heard these things he was troubled and all jerusalem with him bible says that and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together he demanded of them where christ had been born and they said unto him in bethlehem of judea for thus it is written by the prophet and thou bethlehem in the land of judah art not the least among the prince of judah for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people israel matthew chapter 2 verses 7 I'm, I'm, I'm now at verse 7 then herod when he had privately called the wise men inquired of them diligently that what time the star appeared and he sent them to bethlehem and, and said go and said diligently for the young child and when ye have found him bring me word again that i may come and worship him also when they had heard the king they departed and lo the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was now i learned okay let me continue when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy now this this passage of scripture taught me about information management bible says that if you're not careful you can easily give out delicate information vital pieces of info of someone's security to another who is looking for their life because you are looking for info information to help you accomplish something maybe to bless them you want the, the shoe size of your pastor so that you can buy something good to go and give to them but if you are not careful you may ask the enemy of your pastor who may now what take that as an opportunity to do wrong it took the intervention of god to warn these wise men not to go back by the same route they came not to go and give any info to herod other than that they were going to make things more difficult for jesus especially mary and joseph who were to oversee his security his protection and his nature Bible says, when they saw the study, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. 
and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down. Now see how they worshipped him. They fell down. You come to worship, you are standing. You come to worship, you are sitting, you are eating, and you are, you are saying you are praising and you are worshipping God. They fell down. If you can't fall down, you can stand in honor of him. You can stand in God's presence. There's nothing wrong with that. But the best appropriate posture of worship is to actually be on your knees or something. Because the word itself, the root word worship is prosuki. It means to lay prostrate, prostrate, sorry. With your entire body, your belly, face down. They fell down and worshipped him. That is the worship of their action, their lifestyle or their action. And then Bible says they had opened and when they had opened their treasures. Now this is the worship of their substance. You see it in Proverbs chapter 3. That you should honor God with um, the, your first fruit and all the, all the increase of your substance or so. Is it Proverbs chapter 3 verse 10 or something like that. Bible says, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him. So your worship of God is not only the presenting of your bodies unto him as a living sacrifice. That one is on a daily basis. It doesn't happen when you congregate, when you come to the auditorium, when you come to the, to, to, to the tabernacle to worship. No. And then there is the other form of worship, which is by your words. Adoring him. Extolling him. Exalting him. Laying down. And then that by your substance, when you come to the altar. So some of us, we come here, we only fulfill portions or parts of our worship unto God. We don't fulfill our entire vows. Or <clears throat> you come and you just tell God, Lord, I love you. You are worthy. You are exalted. You dwell indeed in light that no man can approach unto immortal invisible the only wise god there is none like you jesus my soul blesses you my mouth my spirit blesses you all that is within me bless you i will bless you at all times your praise will continually be in my mouth yes this is a part of your act of worship but when you come and you fail to lay something on the altar your substance your worship is incomplete it's incomplete and it's, it's so sad that a magician, an astrologer, somebody who is not a Jew, who is not a Christian, would understand worship. I tell us that some of these things, they are actually the, the powers of darkness learn divine transportations, how to vanish from one place and appear at another place, like teleportation, how to teleport. They learn all these things from the kingdom of God. That is how we are supposed to function as Christians. Meditation, chanting, is a Christian rite and ritual. I'm not talking about chanting in the wrong sense, as in uh, uh, um, 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 occultism. Okay, don't get me wrong. But you can, you can, one Bible says that making melodies and, and um, in the spirit, singing spiritual songs and, and hymns and making melodies in the spirit, it is the same as chanting. That thing we've been doing. Yeah, there's that. We chant in the Holy Ghost. Uh, that, that is that is, is all part of it. What does it do? 
it, it, it edifies our spirit. It, it enlarges our capacity to host more of the divine. It, it elevates our spiritual frequencies to, to realms where we can begin to mingle and delve deeper to have dealings deeper into the divine realm to have dealings with God. You see, when your spirit is down, your spirit can be cast down, your soul can be cast down. When it is down, let me just try to use a, a bit of physics to exp explain it. It means that you are at a lower frequency. Whenever you are in high spirit, you are in your, 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 it means that there is this joy, there is this power, there is this glory, there is this presence of God in you that has elevated your, your spiritual ecstasy, your experience in God. So, physically, in, in quantum physics, or maybe in, in, in um, let me, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but in physics, you know, when it comes to light and this wave phenomena thing, they will say that you are, you are, you sustain a high frequency or a high dimension of frequency in the spirit. Back to worship, Bible says that, when they opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, that is gold, and frankincense, and myrrh, and being warned of God, being warned of God, in a dream, God can warn your enemies on your behalf. God did it for Abraham, he did it for Isaac, he did it for Jacob, he did it for Jesus. Not only at this time, when he warned these people, I think he warned Pilate, Pilate's wife, to be careful about getting involved in the crucifixion of Jesus. So Pilate's wife told him the things that she had suffered in dreams concerning that righteous and innocent man called Jesus. Hallelujah. So when we pray, these are some of the realms and the dimensions where God secures and he, he, what? he blesses us, he helps us. Amen. All right. Jeremiah chapter 10 verses 1 to 4. Can someone help me again with the scriptures? I think I've, 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 I've lost it. When I was talking, it, it's, the connection has um, shifted it upward. Okay, I've seen it. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear ye the, hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Want to demystify the myth around the Christmas tree. Thus hear the Lord. Lend not the way of the heathen. And and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. That is the prophet addressing astrology, the signs of heaven, the way of the heathen, ungodliness. Now he says, For the heathen are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workman with the axe. Now he's not talking about a Christmas tree. Verse 4 now says, verse 4 of Jeremiah chapter 10 now says, They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not. It's talking about graven images, idols that were crafted and carved out of nature for people to worship. He's saying that be careful of these things. And somehow, you can trace the practice of the, you know, the, 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 the employing or employment of the Christmas tree in this Christmas festivity when it was still being celebrated in honor of Saturn, uh, of Saturn and Mithra, okay? It was just 
in line with the scripture all the decorations around the christmas tree everything that they did was just in line it was part of the worship and the bible now what warns about or against this thing which i believe every believer should take careful note of amen but in a certain light the the, the scripture this scripture properly interpreted in the light of spiritual understanding is more of a condemnation to those who bow down to idols of gold and silver okay that are dressed in lavish robes theologically you we, we describe that as classic old testament idolatry very very this is a classical case of idolatry when people form things out of the earth or carve gods images out of wood and bow down to them but there was that trace of idolatry in the pagan origins of christmas and that is why christians who don't celebrate especially the puritans they condemn that one they condemn the christmas tree they condemn christmas together with the christmas tree now was jesus born on december 25th i think that we've been able to clarify this from the beginning contrary to what many have read and been taught there isn't much historical evidence that give credence to the fact that jesus was born around the time it wasn't recorded that sextus julius through his scholarly work was only trying to predict it wasn't very definite but it's been discovered that there is a strong possibility that he was born around this time around december around the the, the, the time of celebration of saturnalia so the coincidence of jesus's birth with saturnalia somehow can can be established even though it does not it does not establish the necessity to celebrate christmas or the need to celebrate christmas but biblically it is not anywhere in scripture that jesus was born on the 25th of december and i'm not saying so men are trying to figure it out i believe that there are more important things we should try to figure out maybe the coming of jesus christ so that that one will make us prepare better rather than the the, the day he was born that was his first coming the day of his second coming will make will be of greater profit to me than the day of his first coming now i have him now i'm living for him now i'm growing up into him that's what matters amen is christmas a holiday with pagan roots we've we've, we've answered that on the roman calendar like i said december 25th is a winter solstice is a day that the north pole moves or it tilts farthest from the sun and i said that it produces the shortest span of daylight in the northern hemisphere during the course of the year so those are the days of it, it is a is a particular day of the shortest day and the longest night so in pagan rome like we said it was preceded by another pagan holiday called saturnalia and we know that this was a day that was adopted 
when Christianity was institutionalized or made the national religion of Rome. So Christmas was, was adopted to be the, the celebration of Christians instead of Saturnalia. Saturnalia, which was a festival in honor of the and this festival featured among many other things candle lightnings they were lighting candles they were having feasts giving gifts for that reason we have this association of these acts with christmas amen now as we bring this to an end as we conclude as we've looked at the positive side of this celebration and then the unbiblically the unbiblical and unfounded side of this celebration you ask yourself i ask myself we ask ourselves should we celebrate this christmas is it necessary is jesus happy is god concerned Is God consent? Please help me with Deuteronomy chapter. Sixteen. Verses one. And then jump all the way. This Romans 16 verse 1. Jump all the way to verse 16. And verse 17. Verse 15. 15. 1, 5. Verse 16. 1, 6. And verse 17. 1, 7. And let's wrap up. I told us that this is going to be one session so we will cut out or we will cut off every irrelevant piece of information god bless you observe the month of abib and keep the passover unto the lord thy god for in the month of abib the lord thy god brought thee forth out of egypt by night Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, in the feast of unleavened bread, and the feast of weeks, and in the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Hey, why do you post verse 16 before verse 15? Verse, verse 15, 
Seven days shalt thou keep a solemn feast unto the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord shall choose, because the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thine increase and in all the works of thine hands. Therefore thou shalt surely rejoice three times in a year. So these are the feasts that the Lord himself commanded. Amen. These are the feasts that God has commanded, the things. And when it comes to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, you check the verse 23 downwards. Is Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. Matthew 26, he instituted the Lord's Supper. The reason we celebrate his death, his burial, his resurrection, and the communion, the sacrament, or that, that sacrament called the Eucharist. Now, these are things that Jesus instituted. He literally said, do this in remembrance of me or in memory of me. This is another feast or these are the feasts, tabernacles and living bread and all of that, that God himself has commanded. So, I believe, this is my opinion from scripture, that as Christians should be focused more on those things that God has commanded. And then when we think we've, we've met his expectations, when we have done all, fulfilled all righteousness, and we have pleased him very well enough in all these things, then we can now think of other things. In Akan language, it is said that, We do that which is needed and necessary before we do that which we want. So when we fulfilled those ones that he has commanded us to, and he's satisfied, he's pleased, then we can think of those ones he, he never inst instituted or instructed us to. Amen. So if you get busier, more interested in, more vexed in, happier with those ones he has not instituted, it is certain we may lose sight of the more, more and most important things. Amen. So at Christmas, there should never be any focus on Santa Claus like people do. There should be no room for commercialism idolatry or some of these pagan practices as many attached to a celebration a celebration from its origins and the current celebration in some parts of the world and even in christian homes it should all be about the birth of jesus the life of jesus the purpose of jesus amen that is his manifestation on the earth i've already said that it is not a primary doctrinal issue so therefore, it is not worth arguing over too much, fighting your beloved over, your brother in the faith, so that you not talk to the person, dividing your church over. You know, you don't have to split hoofs over this one. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. We have to focus on them and give earnest to the more important things. Apostles, Apostle Paul says, Amen. Finally, beloved, whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do it all according to Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the father by him amen how many of us have been edified how many of us 
have been helped how many of us have been blessed if you were blessed you want to say thank you jesus and lift your voice together with me let's bless the name of the lord jesus let's thank him for helping us now we have been equipped with adequate information to make informed decisions to make the best of decisions as to whether we celebrate or we do not celebrate it lift your voice lift your voice lift your voice thank god for his grace thank him for enlightenment so we have been armed with adequate information to defend whether we celebrate or to defend whether we will not celebrate it we want to bless the name of jesus we want to bless the name of jesus we want to tell god our lord we thank you father bless you we thank you for helping us with this powerful insightful details oh god pieces of information about this festivity blessed be your name oh god blessed be your name oh god we honor you we bless you we give you glory you are god you are good there is none like you jesus thank you for helping us thank you for enlightening us in jesus mighty name amen amen people of god it's been another awesome time in the presence of god thank you for staying to the end mimi i see some new faces mimi god bless you please if you've been blessed by today's teaching i i entreat you in all humility to follow us by clicking the plus button beside the name click the plus button beside the name burning ones to follow the ministry or the podcast anytime we publish new episodes like we do we churn out new episodes almost every day or every other day every day or every two days we publish new episodes teachings and so on and so forth prayers and all that fastings and so you get to be notified firsthand amen and um, not only that but whenever we come live for our sessions teaching prayer sessions you get notified tomorrow god willing we are beginning our end of year fast we are starting from the twin not tomorrow today today is 28th <laughs> yeah today is the 28th of december by my time okay for my part of the world i'm in west africa west africa i speak from west africa ghana to be precise ghana a country in west africa to be precise it is already past 12 a.m here so we are already in the 28th of december 2023 we are starting our first seven days fast from now all the way to 3rd of january so you want to join us as we seek the face of god fast into the new year prep and energize and equip ourselves for what lies ahead you want to follow us so that when we come live we get a notification amen and um, if you want to get in touch with me please you can pick our contact details from the screen okay my name is samuel my name is samuel i am the chief servant god has said over the commission and i'm always delighted to be of service i'm always delighted to serve my people to be a blessing to all of my people shiloh god bless you you've been so consistent i see you here from time to time god bless you i believe you are blessed sabi another new face god bless you for coming do well to click the plus button beside the name 
burning ones to follow the podcast. Amen. Judith Ohenewa Adolfo, God bless you. Mimi, God bless you. Sedinam, my stubborn uh, long sister. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you for coming. Um, Minister Francis Julius Ob, Julius Bo Ampong. God bless you too. We were glad having you around. Winning David McAnointed, Mike Sia, Daniel Boabing Kwache. Daniel, God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for coming around. I believe you were all blessed. So until we meet again, may the Lord bless and keep you. May Jehovah God, Yahweh Elohim, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his gracious countenance upon you and give you peace in all you do in Jesus name you will never lack you will never want because the Lord is your shepherd in 2023 you are finishing the year strong in 2024 you are starting the year stronger you are blessed you continue to be the head and not the tail above only never beneath May the Lord exalt your horn like the unicorn. Anoint your head with fresh oil for the new season ahead. In Jesus' name. Talk to somebody about Jesus. God is counting on you. Jesus is counting on you. Yes, compassion and action. Please share the, the, the notice. That's, uh-huh. Share the notice. Please take the screenshot. The podcast is ending in a few seconds. We are we are raising funds. Yeah, we are raising funds to give to charity. Please you can take a screenshot and send your donations to these lines. Amen. God bless you all. I love you all. Until we meet again. It's a bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.